and welcome to Good Show, the podcast helping you answer one of the most daunting questions in television. What am I watching next? I'm Brandon Sharp. And I'm Anthony Maker. And on this episode of Good Show, we are discussing Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan is basically the American James Bond. Not in a martini-drinking, womanizing type way, but in a many different adaptations and iterations type way. He was battling the Soviets under the sea with Alec, taking on the Colombian drug cartel and the IRA with Harrison, and something forgettable with Chris. He has also been featured in many, many novels written by the spy master himself, Tom Clancy. Fast forward to 2018, Amazon releases a series featuring Jack Ryan for the modern era, played by John Krasinski. There are currently two seasons available on Amazon Prime, with a third season waiting in the tall grass for us very soon. And actually, Anthony, you just made me aware that the fourth season has been announced, and yep. it has also been announced as the last season. Uh, uh, yeah, apparently, is what I read. But you so never know. Got, yeah, but I'm We've got sure. two. Yeah, and I mean, they are super, super, like, it's it's on top of us, and we didn't even know it was coming. Like, they don't usually broadcast any type of timeline for Jack Ryan. It's been one of the ones that just kind of shows up. Yeah, and I, that's funny because, I mean, I, I assume it'll be coming soon based on the things I read because it got greenlit like four years, three or four years ago. Right. And it was yeah. 2019, right, that, the, that season two came out. Uh-huh. So, like, you'd think they'd want to build some momentum, but. Uh, they're just probably going to drop it at some point. And you know, it might've come out in 2020, but it was like already filmed. And yeah, so, sure. but they yeah, missed, yeah. they missed a year of filming. So, yeah. So are you familiar with any of the other Jack Ryan iterations at all? Yes. A little bit. I would say that I'm, I'm probably just not ter- So I think I've, I saw a clear and present danger, which is him. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I saw some Harrison and then I saw what's I, th- some of all fears. Is that the one with Ben Affleck? Uh, that's one I missed. Yeah, that is. Yep. Yeah, that's Ben. Oh, Affleck, that, that's Jack also Ryan. him though. Okay. Correct. That I is Jack Ryan as well. Those might be the only two I've seen. Okay. Um, wait is, oh, oh, is hunt for the red October. Yep. Alec Baldwin. Okay. Jack well, Ryan. I've seen that. I didn't even know that was him though, but I, yeah, I know that movie. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. Well, so you have a pretty good I suppose, uh, yeah. Ex- ex- yeah, exposure to Jack Ryan. So based on that, what were your initial thoughts when, you know, you either heard that this show was, you know, coming out or mm-hmm. saw that it aired? Yeah, I don't. So I don't think I'm I think of the relationship I have is it'll be a great movie, whatever it is. It'll be great to throw on at some point behind me. Sure. That That's my previous relationship with Jack Ryan. Any of the movies that came out, it's like, oh, it'll be a fun movie to have on. But it's, it's I'm not running out to see it, probably. Yeah. Um, or if everybody's like, you want to go see Jack Ryan? I'd be like, sure. Uh, you know, it's just like it's either way. I'm I'm either way. Yeah. So what I guess what I'm trying to say basically is John Krasinski probably pulled me into this series more than like the Jack Ryan name itself. Yeah. And I'm I'm a reasonable John Krasinski fan. I think he does a good job with what he does. It's fun. I'm not like the the biggest John Krasinski fan in the world either, but for whatever reason, it caught me right that, oh, I think he'll do really good at this. And there was probably something in there with him playing, like he he played a couple soldiery type roles. Yes. Um, and that probably helped. I thought he did good with that. So, okay, well then we'll move on and watch this, show, this series. I think it'll be really good. I will also say uh, my wife loves these sorts of shows, uh, spy, okay. you know, spy type mm-hmm. shows. She'll pop on 
these sorts of movies oftentimes when she wants to just throw on something sort of mindless and yeah. pop on an old one. So that's probably why I knew about this is she knew about it before me. It's funny because this is one of the few shows that my wife and I will watch together also. Yeah, cool, yeah. So she's she loves this kind of thing. It's just like a good middle ground for me. I, mm-hmm. I was remarking to you before we started recording, this is probably one of the most like straightforward uh, shows that we've done yeah. an episode on. So um, I agree. I was, I don't want to bury the lead. I was ecstatic when I heard about this coming out. John yeah. Krasinski sounded like a great bit of casting for Jack Ryan. You love these books, don't you? Or do you love yeah. Tom, Can- Tom Clancy books? Love Tom. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, I so. I'm a, I love Jack Ryan across all media. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Love the movies. Love the books. Was really excited about this. Amazon does a good job. I like, I've remarked before. I love Amazon shows. So I was excited about this. I, thought I was John thinking Krasin- recently, you've tricked me somehow into doing a lot of Amazon shows <laughs> this season of uh every time show. you come out with like a strong statement, we're going to, we're going to disprove it. We're going to, all I said was you've tricked me into doing it. a lot. <laughs> last week was it last week was the Amazon show and we've yeah. done. Yeah. We've done that was seven. your pick. Yeah. I know. I know. I said, you tricked me. It's fine. You love Amazon. <laughs> you love it. <laughs> True. Well, anyway, I was excited when I heard it was coming out, and I've I have been impressed with the show overall. I think it's really well done. What kind of show do you feel like this is? I mean, we've kind of been chatting about it a little bit, yeah. And you know, maybe go a step further. And is this something you usually enjoy? What I think is interesting about this particular show is this is I keep even bringing it up accidentally, but this is very much like a movie split into episodes, uh, yeah. just all around. I don't know what to compare it to, like as far as television goes. Yeah. Because there, I can think of like procedural cop shows, obviously not very good comparison. Or I can think of like, um, I don't want to steal your thunder, but like a 24 or something like yeah. that. You know, yeah. it's it's a little bit like that, but not exactly. It just seems very much to me like a movie split up over, over several episodes. What, how about you? Yeah, yeah. And I think this definitely falls firmly in like the action drama genres for me you know jack ryan is a, is a cia analyst we you know have some exposure here to some cia operators you know and i think there is a tendency to be like oh this is a spy thriller and i, I really feel like there there is a distinct difference between like a spy thriller and then a show that would deal more with like counterterrorism and sure. And I, and I really think we're talking about two different eras, you know, spy thrillers, espionage. That's something I associate with the cold war, the Soviets, Yeah, you know, it, they're usually a little drier, a little more arduous, just, yeah. they, they take a little bit more to get through them. Counterterrorism show. You, I mean, you, you nailed it like the, you know, a 24 or like the unit, Something that's a little more action packed. We're dealing a little more, you know, shoot 'em up type thing. So this to me is a little more counterterrorism. But Jack Ryan, you know, you read the books, deals heavily in like the Cold War. So yeah. this this to me really is, you know, Jack Ryan for the modern era, like I, I said in our little intro. It's funny. So you just kind of brought it up to me. What's the point of taking this analyst and always forcing him into action sequences? Like I mean, that is the that's the big his line, I'm just an analyst. Right. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've heard Jack Ryan say, yeah. I'm just an analyst. That's yeah, right. the whole thing. Uh, well, kind except, of a, well, I'll buy that in season one, I guess. But then yeah. season two, it's like, well, you, <laughs> you pretty <laughs> right, much right, right. saved the day. So you're not just an analyst anymore. The, th- the thing is, he's, you know, this kind of like financial nerd, but yeah. he was in the Marines. So he right. knows how to handle himself. Right. So it, it 
quickly dissipates like that. I'm just an analyst cover quickly dissipates. And they're, yeah. they're, you know, then usually the next line is, oh, you know how to handle yourself or let's yeah. watch Jack Ryan cock a gun yeah. and see that he's done this before. So, I mean, it's it usually is like a little bit of a haha moment. You know, every time I hear him say, I'm just an analyst, I'm like, yeah. you're not an analyst, man. You're well, he's great. also, yeah, he's also usually the one getting himself into trouble because he's the one that won't stop pursuing whatever it is. So. Yeah. And I think that is his superpower. He's a really good guy who wants to find the truth and he doesn't care who that upsets. Okay. Two seasons here, two wildly different stories. Yeah. Characters don't really, there's only a couple characters that carry over. Yeah. It's basically an all new cast in season two. Yeah. Would would you consider that a strength or a weakness? It's really it's a little jarring for me. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care for it at all. I would prefer to see even like not that I care very much, I guess, but even the romantic relationships. Yeah, it always annoys me that they just move on without explaining anything, and it's just mm-hmm. like I, like why? It's not like it's some big star that they need to pay. Like I, I right. just can't even think why not work them into the story and have it be a. I don't, and I also don't care that much, but it's just like the inconsistencies bother me from like, like it makes it harder for me to buy the romantic relationship then because, oh, you were just willing to throw the other one out when you made it seem like you were, you know, very serious. So, and that is just sort of emblematic of other characters as well, where it's just like, well, these characters didn't mean anything. It's really hard to buy into the next set of them when, you know. I'd rather get to know some people and kind of dig, Absolutely. dig into them. I mean, there uh the soldier that is in both seasons, the kind of yeah, had Matisse. Seal, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Matisse. Um, he I loved him and that, that's the sort of thing I would like to see again, like yeah. happen again. He was really good. Good to see him. Obviously Wendell Pierce, I love Wendell Pierce. Everything He's Wendell Pierce awesome. is in. I He's love awesome. him and having him in there is awesome, you know. But I just I would like to see more of that rather than the whole thing to turn over. I think you know, like I, I remarked on Jack Ryan being the American James Bond, and in we see that a lot in like a James Bond yeah. film. We'll see like an all new set of whatever, but uh, and that's pretty much the case with the books and the movies. You know, there's Jack, there's Greer, and then Matisse, who is like the head SEAL team guy. Mm. He's a stand-in for like a longtime Jack Ryan character, that uh, John Clark who's like their operator. He's always the operator yeah, that they okay. use. Um, Willem Dafoe plays John Clark in clear, clear and present danger. Mm. So he's mm-hmm. just, he's been in a lot of stuff. So I would consider him a stand in uh, for a John Clark character, but I completely agree with the, the romantic side of things. And I think it's pretty widely known. Kathy Mueller, who is a long-term love interest for Jack Ryan, all the books, oh, all okay. the movies. Okay. She's, she's been in everything. So, it stopped me cold when I realized she wasn't going to be in season two at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, that was the first thing I did was, like, where is Abby Cornish? Why isn't she in, you know, I'm Googling. Yeah. where Why isn't she in season two? And apparently, all of Jack Ryan, you know, he just doesn't spend a lot of time in the United States in season two. And yeah. they were like, how would we bring, I think that was, like, the main thing. How would uh, we keep okay. her around? She's not. He's not even going to be around. So, there was a little bit of that. But I thought that was kind of a sorry excuse. She should have been in season two. She's too important. She's one of the few characters that is in a lot of Jack Ryan stuff. So I don't know. I feel like she should have been there even even for a little bit. 
How's the story move for you? I really liked season one. I thought the story moved really well in season one. Season two was a little more clunky and they relied on the fact that I think they had a fan base and they were sort of giving people what they wanted a little more often without, you know, I can't really dig into all the details of all that, but I just feel like it was a little, it was a little less put together than season one was. I thought season one flowed really well. Yeah. Season two felt a little like, actually it felt a little like the clear and present danger movie. Like it felt like they were using a lot of that stuff to not copy and paste, but just felt like a similar story. I was less impressed with season two. You know, what's funny. So we've talked about it in the past. We've talked about villains and like, you know, stranger things. We talked a little bit about villains and shows and and how that goes. Um, I probably a lot to do with story is I really appreciated how they treated the quote unquote bad guy in season Mm -hmm. one. Yep. um, And gave that character a lot of depth. There was a ton of depth. He got a, um, him and his, a lot of screen time for him yes. and his family, a lot of backstory. Yeah. And that's exactly what, that's exactly what I was talking about in that episode where it's like, I just need to know why they're acting the way they're acting. And mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't excuse whatever their behavior is, but, um, I, I want to know why. And so then season two, they fell back on the tropes of like Venezuelans are gross people, <laughs> you know, just like, that's a, that's an overstatement, obviously, but it's just like. Uh, well, I mean, we don't have to tell you why this person's corrupt. It's just Venezuelans are corrupt, you know, and it, it wasn't that extreme, but it was a little bit like, I, I don't have any idea what's going on there and why they might be corrupt. And, you know, so, yeah, they actually started uh, not to dig too deep into the weeds, but they started very promisingly in season two, where Jack was sort of talking about how Venezuela would be the thing that no one talked about, but it'd be mm-hmm. the new problem in the world. And uh, he kind of went through some of the reasons why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then they just never really got into that. And it just became very emotional for the rest of the season. And, and it was all about sort of revenge and, and whatever. Versus like a China or a Russia where everyone seems to, you know, d- devote all their time. And, you know, they're the big bads on the global stage. Yes. But, uh, yeah, Venezuela is like a sleeper. It's, um, yeah, it was very interesting. And, and I I love that side of Jack Ryan also. Yeah. The, the brainiac, yes. the the thinker. I think that that's some of you know throughout the movies and in the books. I that's some of my favorite stuff. When he's saying I'm just an analyst and he gets sent on a mission, like that stuff's pretty good too. But I love Jack figuring things out, getting yeah. to the bottom of like you know following the money. I'm just following the money. That's another one. His lines. Uh, I don't know. It, it's just much more. That stuff's much more interesting to me than some of the more action packed stuff. Um. I thought the writing was actually pretty good in this show too. Yeah. I, I think, I think it, it even crosses over in some places into like a political thriller. Like there's some of that. Yeah. And they, and, they avoid cheesy lines from spies. Yeah. You know, they, they really avoid all that. You really do buy in you're not watching, you know, you're not watching from the outside. You're in the story. Any of that, like back slapping tough guy yeah. bravado type lingo, you know, that we would usually get. Yeah. Is not, is not present here. I think it's much more tasteful. I think you're right. That's a good point. Yeah. But it's, it's written, it's written really well. I think, especially from a dialogue standpoint, you know, it, I think it is, I think it does drag a little bit with the, the story in places, but yeah, dialogue's good. And uh, overall very well written. And, and like I said, when you dig into world the world stage when you dig into political theater stuff like that um it's just nice to have the it's you give up i mean we're obviously sorkin fans so like we yeah. love the exposition but i like i like that i like mm-hmm. learning while i'm watching if i'm going to learn if if you're going to be based in a different country 
I'd like to learn about the country. I'd like to learn about the the issues at play and, you know, all that different stuff instead of exactly. Yeah. Especially like the geopolitics, like when we're talking about things other than just domestic issues, we're talking about, you know, things in other countries. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly right. And, uh, it's funny. We were having a conversation before we started about how we like getting our vegetables and shows. And, you know, um, I, when it comes to that sort of thing, learning about other countries and I love getting a full dose of veggies when I'm watching a show. Yeah. I think it, I think it goes down really easily as long as it's accurate. I mean, and you always have to kind of do your own research there to, to make sure that you're not just getting a load of nonsense, but yeah, I, I do enjoy a little bit of a history lesson or a little bit of a, you know, economics lesson when I'm watching a show for sure. So we've talked a little bit about this genre here, a little bit about the spy thriller, the counterterrorism. Does this feel like a tired story to you? And if so... Does this show in particular do enough to maybe make it feel fresh again? It started to for sure. And it's funny. I've already sort of uh, used a lot of my answer in what I've said, but I think because I think it's fresh because it shows the nuance of all these different things going on in the world. It's, it's, it's like a uh, Charlie Wilson's war movie. Like it's a little more like that than it is. What I don't love or what I not don't love, it's just uh, what I think would be tired is there's a good guy and a bad guy. We all know the characters. We all know the game. And then you play out another uh, shoot 'em up show where we know the bad guys. We know the good guys. There's nothing to talk about, nothing deep to dive into. Um, And I I mean, you bring up a really good point that it's, it's a, Jack Ryan having this set of rules and following the money. And that's how he discovers these things and unearths these things. It just makes, I think the journey even more interesting. And it is a, it's a mixing of worlds where it's not, it's not just action. It's not just spy. It's, it's, it's a little bit of all of it. I think it really is nice and fresh. I was a little afraid that season two dipped into the tired part of it, but I have a lot of hope for what season three could potentially be. Yeah. Also using an actor like, Wendell Pierce. He was such a fresh take on Jim Greer for me, who was always in all of the different iterations. He was always very, he was like the joint chief or he was just very high up, very prestigious. And this was more like a down and dirty Jim Greer, Mm. like, you know, going, going on the, the trip with Jack and got a little bit of a foul mouth, which, you know, Wendell is known for, you know, from the from the wire and everything else. But I think that was one of the things that really intrigued me. Um, I, I, I don't know the, just, it was set up just different enough. And I think that was where they really got it right. They weren't trying to make it fit in with any of the movies. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like a continuation of any of those. It was like, well, no, we're going to, we're going to move the pieces around the board. Everyone's going to be there, but we're just going to change it enough to where it, it is fresh. It is new. Can I ask you this as a big Jack Ryan fan? Sure. This is coming back to what I said from before. The thing that turned me off toward the end of season two, it seemed a whole lot like Jack Ryan threw out a bunch of his rules and that really kind of turned me off. I know some people may watch that and be like, oh, cool. He's getting edgy or something like that. But if you tune into Jack Ryan for the rules and what I mean by the rules is He's not into revenge. He's not into right. like violence for the sake of violence. And he went there in season two and that really 
really bothered me. And I, well, and just to give you the full story, I sort of had watched this, you know, I watched them when they came out and then I sort of just set them down and wasn't, hadn't paid much attention to them. And for the sake of this show, I just watched both seasons within, you know, a, a recent period of time. So I just am able to compare them very, very easily. <laughs> Yeah. But he was drifting away. Something happens at the beginning of season two, and he starts moving away into like this darker side of Jack Ryan. But he's leaning into all these things that he says, like you're, you're talking about how he's not, he's an analyst, he's not, blah, blah, blah. Well, he's like leaning into the other side of things. And yeah. it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for me. And he's throwing out rules. And I, I don't care about that, except that if you tune into Jack Ryan, you're looking for the person who has the right. rules, who is the analyst. How right. did that make you feel as a big Jack Ryan fan? Well, you know, I'll take it a step further here. Yeah. He has a little bit of a relationship in season two and it's, yeah. he, he's always just been such a family man, oh, you know, really? yeah, straight yeah. laced. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's it. That is true. If you look at how he dates the girl in season one. Yeah. Yes. He's, he's awkward. He's like nervous about, go, and then all of a sudden, yeah. But he season like, two, he really likes her. He wants to make it work. Yes. And then season two, she's nowhere to be found and he has a little bit of a fling, yeah. you know, and it just, it, it, it is you know, even more so like a James Bond type. Yes. I, yeah. I don't think that's what people want with Jack Ryan. I mean, well, you don't need that, it. Yeah. That's just my, you know, me personally, you're right. It's not, it's not a, it's not a spy movie, really. It, yeah. it, it just, it just isn't. It's more about the investigation, the geopolitics, the following the money, everything I've already said. Yeah. You don't, you don't get like a shoot 'em up Jack when you, you know, watch it. He's just, I mean, I think that's that's one thing that, you know, if you kind of watch all his different stuff, he's just a normal guy who is pretty good with numbers, who gets thrown into these extraordinary circumstances. That's yeah. his thing. Like, that's, oh, you know a little bit about this? Well, you're going. You're going on the, you have to. You, you're the only person that can do this or do that or do, you know, but it's not like, oh, he's the best shot or he's the you know best military this or that no it's not usually has nothing to do with that yeah so i will yeah i agree season two diverges from kind of that archetype jack ryan you have no way of knowing this but do you think we've like now we're headed that direction or well i don't know i'm curious why they did that in the beginning i'm like was there negative feedback about season one i if there was, why did they make season two at all? I don't yeah. know. It would just, to me, it seems like you should know what you're getting yourself into. I do commend Amazon overall for taking a lot of these literary giants and turning them into adapting them for television. Sure. You know, the, the Jack Ryan, the John, the, the Jack Reacher. Um, and they did it with oh, the Harry Bosch, all, all good shows. So I do like that. They are recognizing popular books and adapting them. Cause that's, I mean, honestly, that's one of my favorite things that they that they've been doing over the past handful of years. Talked a little bit about shows like Twenty Four. Another one I would kind of put in that category is The Unit. Mm-hmm. A lot of counterterrorism stuff. A lot of like big bad Middle Easterners. Yeah. Does it seem tired or lazy to just keep using them and for these stories? Yeah, I think so. I yeah. I I want to bail them out a little bit on even like rewatching it now. I had sort of forgotten that was the narrative in season one. And I thought, well, you know, come on, you know, this is what they're all about. So what, you know, but I will say 11 was 20 years ago now. Yeah, yeah. I, it just, it just seems like it seemed initially like a nine 11 story, like a post nine 11 story to me. 
Yeah. And I do think they did a, a little bit. I'm not going to say they were perfect, but I think they did a little bit better at separating. The, the thing you get when you give backstory to the villain in the show or whatever, you separate out the stereotype and you can say, all right, well, this guy did this because of these five things, not just because people from this area hate America. Because <laughs> right. that you know that's what they did, I think, well in season one. You mm-hmm. know what this guy's problem was. And it wasn't just a geographic issue. He, there were yeah. a lot of other things going on. So I do think they did that pretty well. But in general, to answer your question, I'm pretty much over it. But that's probably just because there's so much about it. Like oh, yeah. uh, we, we went through that time period, like you said, right after 9-11, where that's just the story that was being told. So I'm interested in, mm-hmm. in new stories. And yeah. then what's funny, though, is that they moved on to a different story, which is probably a, a sort of a more relevant story and a fresh story. You know, but not a lot of people have done South America um, mm-hmm. and I didn't like it as much. So, yeah, I don't know what that means, but well, how about you? What do you think? It's just like the we have eras in American cinema, American television, you know, before the Middle Eastern countries, it was, you know, the Soviets. And before that, it was the Germans. And people are just OK with certain people being bad guys yeah you know and and right now we're just okay with people from middle eastern countries being the bad guys yeah i think you make a great point and i think it may actually be the best point of the episode the way they handle the terrorists in this show is unlike any other show before Yeah. yeah they actually i won't say they make you care about them but they make you understand them yes they make you understand that there absolutely could be a reason why they hate america which is something yeah we have never really gotten yeah you know we we, we pretty much get fed a steady diet of america's always right yeah and that's what that's where i made that's part of the reason i made the charlie wilson's war comparison because that movie sure. is phenomenal but also reveals that it shows yeah. shows some of the stuff going on there and i th- i think maybe i wonder if the word you're you're sort of looking for is like there's at least a part of the character you you relate to it's not yes. you did not make the same decisions that character made good on you you know that's that's correct mm-hmm. and what they chose to do is not justified however like in Correct. this particular character's instance, like you felt excluded at some point in your life. And so like you realize how alienating that made you feel and all this. Like mm-hmm. once again, you made a much more healthy, healthy decision than this person did and didn't yeah. follow it all the way through. But um, there was a whole lot about that backstory that just kind of like, yeah, I understand why they're mad. I don't understand why they're trying to commit terrorism, but I do understand sure. why they're mad. That, and you can we're, have both those things. Oh yeah, we're all in agreement that w- what they're doing now is is wrong. They should not be, you know, committing these acts. But I do think a part that is always left out of stories, and it's kind of you know the the thing that we get at the end of Charlie Wilson's War. Yeah. You know, we did all these great things, then we screwed up the the very last part, the yeah. part. That would set the stage for the next decade or two. You yeah. know, we, we we screwed that part up. That is, if any, that is our legacy in the Middle East. <laughs> not to get yeah. too, yeah, yeah, <laughs> not to get too political here, <laughs> but like that that is, if not, I can't that, believe you're else, saying this. <laughs> I <laughs> I think it transcends political party. Yeah, I think it does. No, it's yeah, not I like agree. a, a super conservative or liberal thing to say. We are notorious for going in. Yeah wreaking havoc and then trying to give people stuff they don't want anyways they don't want democracy they don't want you know like it just doesn't make sense 
to expect them to want what we want. Yeah. You're sort of reminding me about one of my favorite parts of season one, which was that the thing that makes Jack Ryan the person for the job, the thing that makes him the hero in season one is that he remains unemotional about all those things and he mm-hmm. continues to follow his rubric. He, he, he follows the money. That's how he solves this thing because he doesn't fall for the obvious things that right. most people would do. The, you know, X person is bad. Well, I don't care yeah. if X person is bad. I follow the money. You know, that, that's, that's mm-hmm. what I do. And that's what was missing in season two. I mean, I, I hate to keep repeating it, but like then so he did such a good job in season one, not falling for all the stereotypes. And then he's, that's what made him the hero. All of a sudden in season two, he falls for all the stereotypes and yeah. you know, that, that ends up being a big problem. Well, I gotta tell you, that's going to be the one thing I'm on the lookout for in season three. Yeah. Are the, are they going back to the Jack Ryan blueprint? Did they maybe get out there a little too far with season two and, but they're, you know, uh, remembering their roots. Hopefully I really hope that season three finds its way back home. I think you make a great point. Season two wrote it off the rails a little bit. And J- Jack Reacher's the action hero, right? So we yeah. don't we don't need the action hero. We don't need Jack Ryan to oh, be an action hero. Yeah, there's so many. There's yeah. so many of the the SEAL Team Six. Yes. There's like yes. there's like two shows about that right now out and Yeah. Yeah. We've got we've got that. We've got it. That's not who Jack Ryan is. We don't need it. Yes. Yeah, I'd be very excited if they went back to that. <laughs> Well, Anthony, mm-hmm. we've reached the part in our show where we pitch different shows to each other that we haven't seen. Yes. I actually didn't check mine with you, so hopefully hopefully mine's all right. But why don't you go first? Actually, can I, because of the one I chose, can I pitch it back to you and say, how about you go first? This, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. So my show that I think you should watch is Billions. Yeah. And the best way I can describe it is, so it's a... It's a show about the financial systems and about the stock market. The main guy in the show is a he's a hedge fund manager. Yeah. He's got a he's got a firm and anyway, it's about his kind of life in the gray area and then there is a a US attorney played by Paul Giamatti hmm. and it's about kind of their their showdown and it takes place over, you know, um the course of a few seasons and it takes a lot of it takes place in New York, but the one thing I think you would like about it, because I know you're not crazy about all the financial stuff, right. but the one thing I, I, I think you would like about it is it's a lot like succession. I think there's a lot of satirical things going on in there. And, mm. um, it, so it does, it does kind of drift into that over the top too ridiculous to be true type territory. Mm-hmm. So here's my thing with billions. I, I don't know how far I got. I watched a couple, not even the full first season, um, oh, okay. but I watched right. a couple of them. I think I really enjoyed it. And I just, I don't know why part, part of the reason I maybe didn't watch the whole thing was because it's on Showtime. And so yeah. I probably ran out of something or didn't want to mm-hmm. pay or whatever happened. So yeah, the fact that you've held on to it is, is certainly compelling. I, I, I didn't know whether I would keep enjoying it or not. And I really didn't watch enough to know fully yeah. what it was about. So I'm with you on Showtime though. I, I get that once a year, catch up on everything that I sure. watch, which you know, there's only like one or two things. Um, but, and then I, and then I get, I get rid of it. So I keep it for like one month a year, but yeah, it's, it doesn't have a lot of stuff that I watch on there. So it's, it is the easiest one. It's the first one to go when I'm looking to trim. Yeah. So cool. I'm with you on that. What's your, uh, 
What's your pitch? Yeah, sure. So I wanted to pull something out that was sort of unique. I feel I needed something fresh for this week for whatever reason. I felt like I needed something fresh. So my recommendation to you is something that I'm actually not finished watching yet, but my recommendation is Brene Brown's Atlas of the Heart on HBO Max. Um, if you don't know anything about now, the reason I feel like I can recommend this now, even though I haven't seen all the episodes of that is because I, I recently finished her book, which is the same thing. So I've read all the content that she shares in the show. Um, and I just like the format of the show is perhaps maybe more palatable for everyone. Brene Brown, if you don't know who she is, she is the shame person. She, she's the person who took down shame and has been, uh, encouraging us all to become vulnerable and remove shame from our lives. Um, and so she wrote, uh, she's written several best-selling books. Ted Lasso has a bunch of several jokes about about Brene Brown. She okay. she's misses social work and also just misses anti-shame. But what Atlas of the Heart, her new book is about, is mapping the human emotion. Okay. So she does now I probably should have prepared this a little bit better, but I think I can almost get this right. So essentially she'd surveyed some certain amount of many, many people and was trying to get them to name all the emotions that they have. And the by far, people could mostly only name three emotions, happy, sad, angry. And that's how everyone describes their lives. But there's something like, I, I, I don't even remember. I'm just going to guess 80 some words to describe emotions in your life. And so what Atlas of the Heart is, is her basically road mapping all these emotions and the difference between happy and content or, you know, all these different feelings that you have. Happy and, and joy. Yeah, sure. And her, her whole goal is that if you were able to, the reason we don't have language for them, that's the problem. We lump every, we lump 80 things into happy and we lump 20 things into sad and we look and we lump frustration in with anger and like, but then we call it, if we had better language for how we feel, we would be able to communicate better with each other. And we would actually even in some ways be able to feel the feelings better because we're able to name them. So it's, mm. it's very, it's like a different show than anything we've mentioned at all, but what her, sh so her show is basically like a lecture and she goes through these things. Um, but it's just incredibly helpful to see some of these emotions named and, and you, it's, it's just, you know, one of those things where you're like, Oh, I've been feeling that, but I could have never articulated that. So it's a very, it's a very cool show. It's, it's not, I know it sounds sort of heady and sort of potentially depressing or something like that, but it's, it's very, very hopeful. It gives you language and, and just makes you hopeful that you could explore this sort of thing. So I highly recommend it. Yeah. Hmm. I'll watch it and feel like an emotional toddler probably yeah, potentially potentially but it probably hopefully in a good way i don't she's never i mean she's the anti-shame person so she's never like laying ah. on thick trying to make you feel bad about yourself she wants to feel you to feel good about yourself it sounds interesting i'm not gonna lie yeah it is. i will check it out what have you been watching anything interesting yeah uh some stuff right now we're at a point in the podcast where we're like really cramming to record the next episode so like this last week i watched a ton of jack ryan because the week mm -hmm. before I watched a ton of Fleabag. So, uh, mm -hmm. uh, but I have been checking some stuff out and most of the stuff I've been checking out is sort of an episode by episode thing. So yep. I can sort of just talk about it. I, I want to say quickly, like you and I sort of actually both are watching Atlanta, right? It's awesome, but we're going to have an episode about it. So I don't want to talk mm -hmm. too much about it. I have checked out. We own this city, 
Mm-hmm. And um, it is by the same person that did The Wire. If you're familiar with The Wire that was on HBO. I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about The Wire at some point. It's it's awesome. But we oh, own, yeah. And We Own the City is also about the Baltimore Police Department. I think it's a little bit more specifically about a specific story of corruption within the Baltimore Police Department um, in a certain period of time. I don't, I've been watching it. I'm sort of like, I'm, I'm up to date on it, but I'm, I don't know if I'm ready to say my initial emotions though are, first of all, I'm not sure why they did this, but there's at least off the top of my head, like eight people who are in the wire and they're only in the wire. Like I've only ever seen them in the wire or small, very small roles outside of it. And now they're in this show too. And this show is not like, it just makes this feel so much like the wire way too much like the wire because this is not the wire. And it really, and then also like you've got guys who are switching sides from like where they were in the wire, like they were bad guys in the wire, drug dealers in the wire, and now they're cops. You know, it's just, it's very, it makes it way more confusing. So I don't know why in the world they did that. There's who knows how many actors. I mean, John Barenthal. Yeah. Johnny Barenthal's yeah, in this. He's good in it. He's really he's good. great. Um, yeah, I love him. Yeah. And I generally like him anyway. So he is good. But anyway, uh, yeah, it's, it's just such an interesting show. I don't know what to say about it. I did pick back up the wonder years reboot. Um, oh. I, I don't know if you even ever checked that out, but, Mm-mm. um, I, I went ahead and like finished like, so basically I guess caught up to it. I really like that show. I think it's really nice. I I was a big fan of the wonder years. It's on ABC. And so, you know, very accessible. Um, and it it's I, I really like it. It's they somehow grasp that sentiment again from sort of a different perspective. And I think it's really nice. Dulé Hills in it. He's awesome. Uh, and yeah, so I've been watching that. It's pretty good. Wait, before you move on. Yeah. Did you hear about Fred Savage? Yeah. Yeah. Goodness gracious. But also that, that hurt. What really hurts about that is with those accusations, you want to tend to trust the people who accused and, and think, ah, oh, they're probably just not making stuff up. But then at the same time, I think it always sometimes pops in your head like, well, you know, we don't know what's going on in this situation. The only problem is I'm pretty sure this sort of accusation happened with the wonder years the first time around too. And the grinder he was on with oh. Rob Lowe. There was a thing there. Yeah, there was definitely an investigation more than one. This is like the third investigation that they had to do for Fred Savage. It was something like that. What's up with this dude? I don't know. I don't know. I I mean, it's a shame. It's yeah. A, it's a big, I, I, I was a, I absolutely a Fred Savage fan and a yeah. Ben Savage fan, but yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. So, I mean, he was an uh, executive producer on this and he directed a lot of episodes. So I don't, it's not probably going to kill it that he's going to have to step away but uh Mm -hmm. certainly it was nice to have him involved so uh, yeah i think it's a really nice little show and it's it captures the same nostalgia that the other show that the the original wonder years did okay i also wanted to point out just real quick brandon i noticed today roadies is on hulu oh you know i never finished that oh you didn't no cameron Uh, crow right i never finished it Oh man. Okay. It's on Hulu. So that's good, well, that's good news. Yeah. It was, that was a Showtime thing that I was like, I don't want to, right. uh, I don't want to get another month of Showtime. Yeah. So yeah. I'll definitely so, check that again. Roadies is a Cameron Crow television show that was on Showtime. Honestly, it's probably not even that good. Uh, oh, man, I love it though. It was, re- it, it just hit me right. It does all that great Cameron Crow stuff. To yes. You. Cameron Crow, by the way, if you don't know, almost famous is Cameron Crow. So it's, it's very much like an almost famous TV show. And it's got Brandon and I's joke is that like, it, if you put the right song behind someone running somewhere, 
Like <laughs> that's all you got to do for me. They'll get me worked up. Uh, and, and roadies in episode one has that. So it, it's just like yeah. perfect. Um, so yeah, I would say, check it out. It's on Hulu. You might as well check is, it out. Is he the king of picking the right song for uh, a scene? Is he the king of that? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's really, really good, but I mean, there's a lot of people at this point that are really, really good there. I get a lot of good music from TV to be honest, but um, I'm telling you that show that I told you about, um, flaked, it's got the exact right music at the right time too. And mm. I, you know, I don't know if Will Arnett picked it, but I'm sure he didn't actually pick it, but whoever mm. did that show did great. There's a lot of good stuff, but he is certainly, yeah, one he's in the Royal family of picking the right music at the right yeah. time. Finally, yeah. <sighs> I don't even know if you want to say, I don't know if we want to say it. Do you want to, ha- do you want to have any little. You want, let's save Ozark for after you do yours. And then we'll just see if we want to talk about Ozark at all. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Well, first Bosch legacy came out, which is the, so, you know, recap a little bit. I've brought Bosch up before. It's a show on Amazon prime. There's seven seasons. Well, Bosch legacy is kind of the eighth season of Bosch, but also kind of a brand new thing. Oh. And Amazon Prime moved it over to their streaming service called Freebie, which was previously IMDB TV. <laughs> yeah, this is a mouthful, but it's interesting to me because Freebie, you don't have to be a Prime member. All you have to oh. do is have a have an account like like a free account with Amazon, like you can log in. You know, you don't have to be a Prime member. You can watch all their stuff. There is ads, but it's weird what they did. I read up on it a little bit because it seems like a demotion for Bosch, which I really liked. But they were like, basically, we could either release the eighth season of Bosch, which probably isn't going to bring in that many viewers, or launch what is going to seem like a brand new show or a spinoff on our, our brand new free service, and it's going to bring in more viewers. I will admit it's enough different that it does feel like a spinoff to me. Like it takes maybe like three, it cuts the cast way down, mm-hmm. takes maybe three or four characters from the original show. Bosch is doing different stuff. Now. I really like it. It's kind of a lot more upbeat. And the old, the other show was, was <laughs> heavy. It was just heavy. The music was heavy, mm-hmm. dark. This is quite a bit more upbeat. I think it would be a good entry point for uh, for a new Bosch viewer. And then you might be like, oh, I'll check out the old ones, which I also I think that was their goal. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that was long winded. No, that's cool. Yeah. Bosch Legacy on Freebie, which if you have Prime, pull it up, scroll down, you'll find it. It's one of the channels that you are you have access to already. You yeah. didn't even know you did. The other thing I'm watching, I started I'm actually watching. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine shows right now. But one of the ones that could be worth mentioning, Star Trek Strange New Worlds on Paramount Plus. I'm a mild Star Trek fan, mild. But this feels a lot like the Chris Pine movies that came out um, Mm -hmm. in like the 2010s, I think. I didn't hate those. No, I liked them. I actually really liked them. And uh, the last one was a little strange, but I liked those a lot. This feels a lot like that. It takes place with Pike is the captain before Kirk. So you're, he was in those. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. That, that's neither here nor there, but it takes, it centers around Captain Pike, not Captain Kirk. So it's kind of like before, before Kirk. Anyway, it's good. It's uh, interesting. I'm going to keep watching. I've only watched one episode, but I liked it. Cool. So 
Anyway, that's me. Thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode and you haven't already, please take a minute to rate and review our podcast. We would really appreciate it. Also, hit that subscribe button so you are notified the minute we release new content. Lastly, the Good Show Facebook group is up and running. We would love to chat with you and hear your opinions on our episodes. Again, thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time. Bye.